you want to know what time it is, look at your watch. If you want to know the prophetic time it is, look at what's going on in Israel. Nineteen forty-eight, something goes on. Forty-six, a book was written called Atomic Power Through Prayer and Fasting. A wave of fasting swept through the world. People were doing 40-day fasts, 60-day fasts, 10-day, 15. The great healing revivals broke out on the heels of that fast. Guys like Oral Roberts fasted seven months and 47 Guys like T.L. Osborne broke out fasting two 40-day fasts. Billy Graham steps on the scene. Bill Bright steps on the scene. Outpouring of the Spirit in 1948 in Canada, the latter rain outpouring, and something takes place in Israel. Israel becomes a nation. It's Joel chapter 2. A worldwide Joel chapter 2. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Call a fast. The world was fasting. And what happens in Joel chapter 2? After the fast, he says, I will restore the land. Israel becomes a nation. And the outpouring of the Spirit on the Gentiles takes place. If you want to know what time it is prophetically, look to Israel. 1967. The Six Days War takes place. 1967, what's going on? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the charismatic movement and the Jesus movement begins to break out. Brothers and sisters, if it's a true paradigm, look for revival. Come on, look for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now what's going on? War in Israel. Expect the outpourings of the Spirit. I think this year is a time to believe and pray for the reigns of revival. Come on. It's the Joel 2 template. Stand with me. I had a dream during the July 6th craziness or January 6th craziness. I told this at the end of the, my message the other, uh, yesterday, whatever this morning. <laughs> Can't think. I had a dream during that time that I was the president of the United States. Uh, that's disastrous. <laughs> I almost ran for governor of California. I don't know if you knew that. Maybe I'll tell the story why. So obviously it was symbolic. But in the dream there was a massive gathering of unseen people. I thought maybe there's a million gathered on the mall in Washington, D.C. And in the dream, my administration is in chaos. Welcome to Lou Engel Ministries. But in the dream, I lifted my hands and the whole place began chanting, revival, revival. I wonder if this year could be a turnaround, a breakthrough by gaining authority in the spirit, even over elections. 
We can't have another transgender president. We cannot go on. And I wonder, is there coming a massive gathering on the mall? I prophesied it in 2017. I want to believe in the dream. I want to believe this year is an Esther preparation for a whole year for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands. I want you to pray for America. I want you to pray for Israel. Father, tonight, today we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare the victory of Christ over the spirit of Haman, which is Hamas. In the name of Jesus, we declare the victory, the victory of Haman. Would you release the Holy Spirit? Would you release a divine Esther movement to challenge the ancient anti-Semitism that is rising up against the globe? We lift our hands to you like Moses of old to restrain the Amalekite spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And now we pray for revival in America and the nations. Lord, it's joy to loose a year of fastings, prayer, and breakthroughs for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Shout it with me. Revival, 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 revival. It's what time it is in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Be seated. I'm going to show you a video right now. And I believe it is pointing to a divine moment of the rising of Esther for such a time as this. Show that video. I believe I'm in the fulfillment of the dream of God that he set in order 24 years ago that God would raise up a movement to turn America back to God. And then in 2017, as is the unfolding of his storyline to fulfill promises, I had a dream. In that dream, I was in a place an open field with red rocks behind it. It looks similar to where we're filming here, right here in Colorado. And in that dream, as far and wide as I could see, I saw women, young girls, teenagers, mothers, women coming from everywhere. And it was like a revival, it was a buzz. And I am the only man there with my intercessor friend. He gives me his old Bible, which now I understand. It is an ancient calling, the call of Mordecai to mobilize the Esthers because these women were coming from everywhere to hear the book of Esther be taught. In the dream, a woman stood up and she was teaching the book of Esther. And she said, and these two words in the book of Esther actually mean Nazgul. I exploded out of that dream knowing exactly what it meant because I watched the third part of the Lord of the Rings, the return of the king. The Nazgul witch king was destroying the armies of men and said, there is no man that can kill me. But the king's daughter takes off her helmet and says, I am no man, and she pierces the Nazgul. I realized the Lord was speaking. I am going to raise up an Esther movement. God has always used women throughout the Bible as the focus of spiritual authority. It was the woman who would bring forth the seed that would conquer Satan and the plans of the devil. And even in these days, I believe God is raising up a last day's Esther movement, young and old, with Mordecai's calling them into this divine destiny of authority. We are in such a time as this. 
We're believing that in October 2024, Lord is going to raise up maybe a million women that will go to the mall and cry out to God to break the witchcraft, to see the salvation of our children from the rebellion, from the LGBT, from the transgender movements that are sweeping through our nation. God wants to pour out his love on that community. And it's when women travail, can a nation be saved in a day? I am daring to believe that the Esters will arise. They will go to the mall. A million will cry out to God. And God may give us the greatest awakening that America has ever seen. These are the days of history. You don't want to sleep. It's time to seize your divine moment. Let the Esters arise. God is so strange. These weird dreams he gives to us. And if you pay attention closely, if attended to, dreams become movements and movements shape history. Father, I pray, raise up the Esters for Israel. Raise up the Esters in America for such a time as this. Before I got up in the service the first morning, a woman comes to me and she says, I saw you like Moses with the staff in your hand. I freaked out because I was meditating on that very scripture from Exodus 17. Turn with me there. I'll explain a little more about what you just saw in that video in a little bit of time. Exodus chapter 17, which is one of my, I love this scripture. Then Amalek came in verse eight and fought with Israel. Amalek is the ancient spirit of anti-Semitism and hatred of the Jews. Amalek, this tribe comes out when Israel is escaping out of Egypt and they attack the stragglers and they kill the children and the, and the children and their mothers. Does it sound familiar? Moses said to Joshua, choose us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone, put it under him, sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands on one side and the other. So his hands were steady until going down to the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with a sword and the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial. Write this as a memorial. Remember this moment. I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it, the Lord is my banner, saying a hand was lifted up to the throne of God. Listen to this passage. The Lord will have war 
with Amalek from generation to generation. I thank God for the incredible wave of intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy, the message of the bridal paradigm, the call to inward fire of devotion to God. But I also like the God who makes war. Brothers and sisters, God is going to break passivity. We have entered into a time worldwide. It's war mode. And the church can't live simply in the blessing of prosperity when God is making war. The spirit of Amalek. You really realize that a real prayer battle was taking place in the heavens. And when that prayer was taking place and then when it died down, when he could no longer hold up his hands, real people were dying. Come on. You gotta, we gotta see, we gotta just cross over. Real people are dying. You see, it's not enough to have soldiers fighting on the ground. You've got to have soldiers fighting in the heavens. Oh, we love you, Jesus, and we do love you, but we love the captain of the hosts of heaven who tells a generation we are crossing over and no longer can just live into the blessing of the manna. Once they crossed over into the promised land, they could only live the rest of their lives in offensive action and war mode. We're in a day like this. Amalek comes again, the ancient spirit of anti-Semitism and the hatred of the Jews. You pass down the story of Amalek. He says, I'm at war from generation to generation. In other words, this war is going to, is going to carry on to the end of the age. We come to the story of Ziklag. There, David, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Amalekites attack Ziklag, burn the city, and they take hostages. They steal the women and their children and make them hostages. Does this sound like the spirit of Amalek? David says his He's so discouraged. His guys are so upset with him because they've lost their families. And the, David inquires of the Lord, shall I pursue them? And the Lord says, pursue them. And three times he says, pursue them, pursue them, pursue them. Hallelujah. 18th, the chapter 18 of Psalms, I pursued my enemies. And I drove them and I ground them to power, powder and I would not let them go. Is that the kind of God that you pray to? For the enemies against your children? I pursued them, pursued them until they let the hostages go. Church in America is being driven in to war mode. Will she find herself slumbering while the spirits of political decrees like Haman's keep passing bills in the education systems that you can't have your children if they want to be transgender. 
That's the spirit of Haman. It's a destructive spirit. There's a war going on in heaven, in America with an ancient spirit that wants to destroy your children. And there's a war going on in Israel with an ancient spirit that wants to destroy the Jews. Folks, you can't just be, well, I just hope no one dies. God will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Our humanistic spirits had infected all the universities of America. And there's a massive rising up of that spirit of anti-Semitism. We had a dream given to us three years ago, but now we know it's not just a dream. It's our marching orders. And in this dream, I was reading in a, a magazine called the Israeli Times. Folks, we're in the Israeli Times. And it was a confirmation that we were in holy war with the spirit of Hamas, which was the spirit of Haman. Did you get that? It was holy war, and in the dream, it was a global pandemic of anti-Semitism. Brothers and sisters, are you watching the news? All over the world, this rising tide is taking place of the hatred of the Jews. What happens? For about three days, people were having compassion for Israel. And then they begin to shift their mindsets. Why? An ancient demonic power is actually releasing itself right now. And it wants to hurl us into World War III. We had another dream given to us. Just recently, and the dream was this. There was a huge Persian rug about the size of two houses. It was in the shape of the state of Israel. The rug had old ancient clocks on it. There were animal-type humans trying to get on the rug. If they did it, they would speed up the time clocks forward. We were standing on the edges of the rug, trying to keep the animals off. Then there was a lightning strike that hit one of the animals. Someone said, that's the S-T-R-K-R. I love dreams like this. That's the striker. It stood for saints taking relentless kingly rule. And it said, he's one of us. I believe the church is actually in a day when it must lift up his hands like Moses to win the battle of the heavens over a real war where soldiers are dying. Do you hear what I'm saying? We're in war mode. Lifting up his hands while the mothers and the children have been taken into hostages. The same thing took place in the days of Esther. A spirit of Haman, who was an Agagite, who is actually an Amalekite or Amalekite, that ancient spirit rose up and Haman loses a decree that would have been destroyed all the Persian, all the Jews in the Persian Empire. This is something far worse than even Hitler. It would have killed Nehemiah. See, the demonic powers want to destroy every Jew so they don't say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That is the desire of the Hamas violent spirit. It is an ancient spirit. We're not fighting against a nice people group. We're talking about people that cut off babies' heads. 
near you, but it's a good one, I guess. Please, I'm not trying to be an angry man, but we've got to understand humanism does not work in God's kingdom. If he's at war with an ancient demonic spirit, the church must agree with him, even if wars actually offend you. I heard this morning that Hamas built, someone told me this. Someone asked Hamas leader, you built, spent all this money building tunnels. But why haven't you built safe places for your people? And the Hamas leader said something to the effect. We build temp, uh, tunnels so we can destroy the Jews. Let the UN build their safe place. Do you understand? It's a spirit. And Moses must lift up his staff in the heavens. Right now, Cindy Jacobs is calling a 21-day fast. Starting on 11-11, on she's been saying, this is a 9-1-1 for Israel. It's time for the Esthers to arise with Mordecai's in their Esther fast, breaking the powers of the Spirit and daring to believe for an unveiling of Christ to all the Jewish peoples and the Palestinians. Folks, are we in war mode? Are we enjoying our nice retirement? I'm, I'm speaking to myself. And so what took place with this encounter in 2017? And I'm switching back between the decrees, the spirit of Haman, the demonic spirit in America that wants to take hostage your children and the spirit in Israel that wants to destroy Israel. In some ways, I think they're similar. And in 2014, and I made a share this last time, I, we had a prophetic encounter of a million women were gonna come to the mall in DC and it will be a last stand for America. And it will be a Jeremiah nine and they will come travailing for their children because death has climbed through our windows. The explosion was so powerful that from that moment on, I have been believing that a million women are going to go to Washington, D.C., and they're going to pray for their children, and God is going to loose the next Jesus movement. Because war wounds, rooms are becoming war wounds. There's a birthing anointing on the mama bear to fight for their children and deliver their kids. Moms, we say, Men fight wars, women fight women. That was just told to me. But women fight for their babies. I have been believing that maybe it's a lot. I have a feeling even this election could be a last stand. We cannot take another ideological blow from real Haman. Come on, let's take this Hester story out of the clouds. It's a real demonic possessed man that is releasing a real demonic possessed bill. And the education systems are filled with the prophets of Jezebel. 
that are seducing our bondservant children into sexual immorality. And we just say, well, that's just the way it is. No, no, no. When God gave us a vision to go after abortion and to, and to stand for 18 years in front of the Supreme Court pleading the blood of Jesus, and after 18 years, Luke 18, the model of persevering prayer in the context of an unjust judge, God brings it down and Roe is no more. I'm believing for 100,000 LGBT to be saved and transformed by the power of God. Bob Jones gave us a prophetic word that God is going to send a revival and 100,000 LGBT will be saved. It will be the first one, the first wave of awakening. And he said to me, your tribe are responsible to birth that. Brothers and sisters, you may think it's impossible. I'm dreaming of the day when it'll be in the front of Time Magazine. What's going on? It's the battle of the gods. Elijah was in the battle of the gods. Yahweh is God versus Baal is God. How long will you halt between two opinions? I'm believing for a showdown next year. When Esther challenged the Haman spirit and declares the victory of God over witchcraft in America. Because see, that was the word that's not even in the video. I'm just shooting from the stars. I don't know what time I'm supposed to end in six minutes. Huh? 10 minutes. Yeah, take your time, the lady says. We'll listen to Esther, I'm just kidding. See, in 2017, you may have heard it, witches rose up worldwide to curse President Trump. You've, I don't know what you think about President Trump. Maybe like most of you do kind of like, but don't know what to do with the dude. <laughs> I surely don't know what to do with him. But in, the, in real life, witches worldwide were rising up to curse him. You've got to ask God, why were witches rising up to curse one man who hardly, if he is, even a believer? He's more like a Jehu military man that messes everything up but goes against Jezebel to throw her down. That's the deal. See, sometimes we don't recognize, we judge by what our eyes see and don't discern what witches see. And in this storyline, with this going on, I know why the witches rose up against him, probably more than the church understood and I understood, is because he gave us three judges that ended Roe v. Wade and began to challenge the blood altar of Baal. Those 450 prophetesses of Jezebel, they were all sorcerers. What kind of demonic spirit was going on? I wonder if they wanted to destroy President Trump because they understood in the spirit realm he was going to put his ambassadorship, his embassy in Jerusalem. Something began to move in this time. And we, we uh, anyway. So I go up to Estes Park and I fast and pray for a few days. I was going up there for five, but I, Saw the egg and I and broke it after a couple of days. 
That's a restaurant. It was the egg and I. But on the third day, he gave me one of the most powerful dreams of my life. And in the dream, as far as I could see, women were coming from everywhere with young teenagers. And they were gathering, and it felt like a revival. And I'm looking at this thing, man, I'm looking at a revival. And they're coming to hear the book of Esther be taught. You saw the video, I am no man. And she pierces the Nazgul. Oh, the woman says, and these two words in the book of Esther actually mean Nazgul. Tell me, is God not brilliant? What if I would have said, oh, that's just a pizza dream. Oh, no. I knew God was going to raise up an Esther movement that would have authority over the witchcraft in the high places of our nation, that have authority over ideologies that want to take your children. When they come for your children, war has come to the city gates. You may be just a normal mom like that mom in Colorado, that mom in Colorado, we just heard her speak. She says, I'm just a normal mom, love my kids, sent my child to school. One day, her child in elementary school was asked to come, invited to come to an art class afterwards. And in that art class, a woman had been planted there and began to teach her about transgenderism. And a spirit came over her. And she, be, she came home in complete confusion. Am I a man? Am I a boy or a girl? Folks, this is more than normal. A plague has broken out. A plague. But I declare to you that the church is not at the mercy of unrighteous decree. Esther and her anointing to fast and pray. Overthrow the decrees of men and overthrow and bring a revolution that's stronger than the devil's revolution. Come on. I, I refuse to just turn America over to that spirit. And I refuse to turn Israel over to that spirit of anti-Semitism. I woke up out of the dream and I knew that Esther movement was coming. And then, with this vision burning in my heart, a woman in Portland had the same dream encounter. I didn't know her, but she heard the vision of a million women. She, saw, she herself got a word, a million women will be raised up to pray and they'll go to the mall in DC. I begin to hear about her. She invited me to a conference she held in Estes Park. Which my wife said, some call it Esther's Park. I didn't go because I didn't know her. But last year, I stepped into an incredible tent filled with 1,500 women. And the fire was all over this place. And God began to burn in my soul. I'm watching it right now. We've been talking about it until April 13th. I'm flying in a plane. I don't know if I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know. I just don't know right now. I lost my mind. <laughs> Where was I? April 13th, I'm flying in a plane. I got a speed dial here. I'm flying in a plane and I'm reading this chapter. Chase the Line by Mark Batterson. Every life is defined by decisive moments. And those moments of decision often dictate the course of decades. That shouldn't make you nervous, not if God is ordering your footsteps. 
In his book, Decisive Moments in History, author Stephen Zweig described it as a single moment that determines and decides everything. A single yes, a single no, a too early or too late makes that hour irrevocable for a hundred generations and determines the life of an individual, a people, and even the destiny of mankind. You don't want to miss your decisive moments. You're brought to a place, a defining moment, and when I'm reading that, on the plane, the Holy Spirit erupts inside of my soul and says, you must push, go, mobilize a million women right now. I'm weeping on the plane. I don't have any money. I got two people on staff. It's impossible. But the Lord said, push, go right now. There comes a time when you don't look at your resources. You push, go by the word of the Lord. I had to pick up the next plane. I'm sitting in the window seat. And I said, Lord, this cannot be just Democrat and Republican. This has got to be mama bears, African-Americans rising up and fighting for their children. A black lady sits next to me. She's reading a book, but I can't see the title. I turned to her and said, ma'am, what book are you reading? She turns it around. The Esther anointing. Yeah. Lady. I get there that night to the meeting at 4.13. I don't realize that Cheon is commissioning Jenny Donnelly into her apostolic calling on her life. And my wife texts her and me and says, do you realize the significance of this? It's 4.13. It's Esther 4.13. And Mordecai said to Esther, do not be silent for in this time. Do you think you can be silent and hide in your palaces? We're trying to hide in our palaces of our own homeschooling, thinking we're safe. Oh no, they want your children and they want homeschoolers. No, that, we're slumbering. You've got to realize the more you give to the devil, the more he'll take. There comes a time when you take your stand, like in Peru, when they, the government was declaring you cannot object to your kids having these, these, uh, these pronouns. And if you object to your children getting this operation to make them transgender, we can actually take your children away from you. You know what happened in the church? The church took a stand, said you can throw us in jail, but we're standing in the image of God. He made male and female. There comes a time when the church has to take a stand. Millions in Peru went to the street. George Soros said, we are wasting our money. We can do nothing here in Peru. He left Peru. The two leaders of the nation were dislodged from their places and new leaders are in Peru. And today, Charles Stock is speaking to those leaders. God, can America raise up a resistance? Jenny Donnelly is launching that same movement that happened in Peru. It's called Don't Mess With Our Kids. Women are rising up everywhere and they're declaring, we're gonna take a stand. We're gonna possess the school boards. We are willing to die for such a time. I encourage you to go to Don't Mess With Our Kids and look what's going on. It's not enough to pray. Esther has to go public. 
There comes a time when you risk your life and go public. It may not be safe, but it actually breaks the power. Joshua has to fight it on the ground, and, and Moses must keep his hands up. I wish I could go on, but this is our dream. And it's impossible at this point, but I want you to pray. We don't have a permit yet, but we want to do it on October 12th. We're battling for that permit. October 12th is the day of atonement, the day when the high priest would go in through the veil. Jonathan Cahn told me, a day of atonement is the day of the ripping of the veil. And the high priest brings the blood and asks forgiveness for the sins of a whole nation. Could a nation be shaved, saved on a day? Yes, on the day of atonement, stand with me. Some commentators believe that Esther was a very passive woman. She's an orphan. She becomes a queen, not by anything that she does, but simply because she's beautiful. It says she was carried away into exile. It says that she was taken into the harem. Should she have resisted unto death? It doesn't say. Everything is passive until a moment comes in her life where she's put as queen, queen, enjoying, I guess, the life of a queen in Persian prosperity. And in one moment, she's driven to death crowned. War mode comes on the woman. And at that moment, she takes responsibility for the calling that's on her life. You must come to a place when you take responsibility, a decisive moment that shifts the generations forever. Esther did it her day. Esther will do it in our day. I believe that what is going on right now with Israel, the time clocks of heaven, the demonic powers, the Persian rug, is a covering over the state of Israel. It's the ancient spirit of Persia that wants to cover Israel and keep it down. And there are strikes called animal beasts. That's what they called those Palestinian murders. I mean, this Hamas, they called them animals. They're striking into, getting onto that Persian rug, fueled by the Persian rug. And they hit those clocks. And the times of history are moving forward. Satan wants to drive us to Armageddon before the days of the harvest that can be manifested. We must restrain World War III. My spiritual sons are, have just been in Taiwan, 21 days of fasting. Many young people, 21 days on water, restraining China. What kind of vision is that for prayer? There's a difference between prayer meetings and stands of prayer that says, over my dead body, this thing's gonna move. Hurricane was coming right to the city we were praying. 19th day, on water. They're praying. And the Lord tells them, rebuke this hurricane and command it to move sideways and hit China. On the 21st day, that thing is coming. It turns sideways. It hits China's military area. And the city that Premier 
dictator Xi built a city with flood walls and declared, I am the master of the flood. That torn, that hurricane hit that city and overflowed that city. God has a word to send to Haman's. The Lord reigns. He's clothed with majesty. Lift your hands. I want to pray. Right right now, I pray to the living God. We're saying every woman and Esther, every man a Mordecai. We're calling the Mordecais to join, to mobilize their women for such a time as this. Could it be a last stand? What if they begin to pray? A million women crying out to God. And in their cries are a 100,000 LGBT. And God will hear their cries. Father, I pray right now, I call forth women who feel a fire in their heart that said, God, for such a time as this, I want to be a part of an Esther movement, whether you go to the mall or not. It's your time to fight for your schools, fight for your children. I am calling Esthers to rise. African-American, Native American women must come and rise and fight for their children. Come, Esthers. Come out of your seats. Give them room. Say, Lord, Jam up tight right here. Come up tight, women. Make room. Come on, we just invite all the ladies. Come on, I don't care if you're a teenage girl, 10 years old in the room. Come on. If you're a 90-year-old woman, we want to invite you up. Come on, Lou. Pray for me here. I didn't tell the rest of that story. That mother, her child came back so confused, ended up almost committing suicide. She went to the school board and the school board agreed with the transgender ladies. They sent a psychologist to the mother to examine if she was fit to be a mother. And she said, a normal mama became a mama bear. She is challenging the whole system in Colorado. Do not think it's coming to Pennsylvania in your nice farmland of Lancaster. It's time for Pennsylvania to rise up as a root of a nation and fight for children. Father, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands. Father, I'm praying, I'm calling Mordecai's that they fast and pray. They recognize this is not just a woman's battle. Every man a Mordecai, mobilize your women. Call them into their destinies for such a time as this. This is not the Me Too movement. This is a women's movement fueled with men, families fighting for their children. Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose an Esther cry, an Esther anointing, an authority over the nation, over the ideologies, even over the elections. Father, I'm calling women to not be silent for such a time as this. They'll lift their voices in their schools, in the education systems, raise them up into political places. It's our time, it's your time. Lord, who knows for such a time as this, you've been brought into the kingdom. Would you say now, Lord, here am I, send me, I don't know what it means. But I'm entering war mode, war mode for America. Revival for America. Women will come and they will give birth to a new Jesus movement. 
I know we're down the road late, but I want to tell one more story. We did a 40-day fast at the beginning of this year, praying for 100,000 LGBT. That spirit has taunted the armies of the living God. Come on, it's put us in caves. We're hiding, afraid to say anything. But I got an assignment to challenge the altars of Baal. I don't understand it. They've challenged me too. I know the battle that rages. But after that fast, I said, Lord, you gave me revelation, us revelation, and how to end abortion with dreams. Would you give me a dream tonight if I'm your friend? And would you tell me how I can win 100,000 LGBT? I have a dream. Two words explode in the dream. Delta factor. I wake up and say, Lord, I know that's you, but I have no clue what a delta factor is. So I said, Lord, I'm going back to sleep. I'm asking you to give me a dream if I'm your friend and tell me what a delta factor is. I have a dream. I see a high level military officer. I think it's the captain of the hosts of heaven. And I say, excuse me, sir, what's the delta factor? And he says, it's the leader of a million. The key to a million LGBT is mom crying for their children that have been captivated by this culture. And Francis Frangipane in his great book, This Day We Fight, years ago, said, Lord, I've searched every revival and I found a prayer movement before every revival except one, the 70s Jesus movement where everyone was getting saved. And the Lord spoke to him and he said, why wasn't there a prayer movement for the 70s? And the Lord spoke to, and he says it in his book. In the 1960s, the countercultural mothers were losing their kids to the countercultural revolution of the 60s. And it said in his book, and I raised up a million women to cry for their children. And I answered them with the 70s revival. Come on, this countercultural revolution is far worse than the 60s. But I am still believing that the Lord is the Lord of history. And he hears the cries of his saints. He can still break the power of Ahab and Jezebel. And lose a revolution stronger than the rebellion. Give a shout to God. Come on, if you're all across this room, just lay a hand on someone's shoulder. Come on, put a hand on someone's back. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We pray that you would lead and guide us, Father, in this, in this next 12 months. Father, we pray that we'd be strong in you and the power of your might, God. God, we not fail in our time. God, would you tell us to rise up, God. Pray for a contending spirit, to, God, to overtake our lives, God. Contend like never before, Father. Pray for strength, God. Come on pray, raise up, raise up this house of prayer in this house, God. Be a house of prayer, God. In this season, in this time, Father God. God, we pray you lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit. We pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in these days, God. Stand and fight like never before, we pray. In Jesus' name.